Welcome to the Starch Solution Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Healthy Emmy. I am a nutritionist and the creator of the Slim on Starch program. If you want to lose weight on a plant-based diet, listen to this podcast. Also, bonus points, go and watch all of my YouTube videos, Healthy Emmy on YouTube. But if you're really serious about this, go to healthyemmy.org, apply to work with me as well as a mindset coach and a nutrition coach, and let's do this thing. Now, on to the podcast. Welcome to part two of the video with Healthy Mom and Healthy Dad. Here is what we talked about previously. I was 234 pounds. I'm about 178, 179 now and holding steady. I started in the plant-based lifestyle when my cholesterol was quite high and have successfully maintained eating plant-based only foods, no meat and dairy since then. And now let's get into this part of the video. Hello, my honeys. If you're new to the channel, welcome. My name is Emmy. I'm a nutritionist and the creator of the Slim on Starch program where you work with me as well as a mindset coach and a nutrition coach to lose weight on a plant-based diet. Go to healthyemmy.org and apply to work with me. What were some of the bad habits that you let go of? <laughs> How long is this video? When I was working nights, you know, peanut butter crackers and Diet Coke and hot fudge sundaes. Yeah, we used to buy ice on. we used to buy ice cream. Oh, we'd have we'd have cookies. Turkey Hill ice Turkey cream. Hill yep. and chocolate chip. Um, we ate everything uh, you could think of. Burgers and dogs. Right. Chinese sausages. Ooh. Meat. <laughs> I think of what we used to eat is uh, one eighty from what we're eating now. So mom used to work the night shift as a nurse and then you moved to the three to eleven shift and I remember I could hear you come home and it would be midnight. And I could hear like the bowl of cereal right, being poured. Right. Life one cereal, thing, any though, kind of cereal, but, milk. But, you know, even back then, one thing we we didn't do, we were never th a drive through at McDonald's no, or no, Burger not King that much. We wouldn't, you well. know, we just like, oh, we're not eating that stuff. Mm -hmm. I think the bad habits, you didn't realize that they were bad no, habits. No, we were just eating. Yeah. Okay, and we it's, weren't, what it's what you're educated to, yeah. what you're brought up on, that this is what, this is what people do, right. you know? Well, look at those people eating carrots. They're weird. I remember you saying, Dad, you would drink milk and you hated it, but you drank it because you thought I was supposed to. to. Yeah. Ugh. I remember once I made my New Year's resolution when I was 15. I said, I'm going to start drinking milk every day. Does the body good? Yeah. Right. Because I didn't want to drink it. Are there any other areas of your lives that have changed since making the switch? Doing what we think or we know is right and letting other people judge us. If they want to judge us, fine. If they don't want to judge us, that's great too. But we don't judge them, you know, to try to sit there and convince these people that you should be doing this and you should be doing that. There's certain things, as you well know, that there's certain things that I think you should be doing, like saving for your retirement, everybody. <laughs> Social Security's gone, and this thing is—you know—this is in the YouTube attic. Remember that? Should have listened to On that note, I hear people say, "I don't want to do this because I don't want people to think this about me." It's interesting that we think that we can control how people think yeah, of us. You cannot. No matter what you do, people are going to think what they're going to think. We can't control it. So do whatever you want to do. It is one of the great things about getting older is that you don't care that much about that anymore. My advice is don't wait till you get older. Mm -hmm. Just start. Jennifer says, Mom, how do you get through your long shifts at the hospital? We know she's a nurse as well. We know there is no time to stop and eat when you're running at work. That's my biggest struggle. Right, right. That always cracks me up. You know, we're supposed to have a 30-minute uninterrupted break and leave the floor. <laughs> 
The key for me is to always be prepared. As of since I started this tradition fully, I am never not prepared for work. I never go to work without a breakfast and lunch because I work seven to three. So I, I stop at nine. I don't sit down for a half an hour. It probably is five or ten minutes to eat breakfast, but I always have prepared foods. I don't go anywhere near that cafeteria. Never, ever go to work unprepared. You don't know if you're going to have to stay late, if there's going to be traffic right. on the way home. When I was a teacher in my desk, I had all the McDougal soups lined up in my desk mm -hmm. and I had dry oatmeal in my desk as well. And I called it emergency food because you never know when you're going to need it. Mm -hmm. Do either of you miss your old way of eating? You can be honest. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, we make great stuff. I and mean, I'll be honest, the only times that are difficult for me are holidays, you know, because we have people who are non-plant eaters and there's that whole tradition surrounding holidays but it gets a little bit easier. As I came into work the other day and Jana was talking about how they got a field's roast. Mm. You know, I'm like, you're not even eating it. She goes, I know, but a lot of people don't mm. eat meat. Just because you love pizza and chicken nuggets and whatever, it doesn't mean you're gonna hate all of the other stuff. Just because one way works doesn't mean that another way doesn't work. And that's what I hear from clients over and over and over again. They go, I love this food just as much as I love the other mm -hmm. stuff. And then what I also hear clients say is when they go back and they have something that they used to eat, they always say it's not as good as I remember it being. What has been the biggest obstacle with maintaining this lifestyle? You guys make it look so easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, you know, we've been at it for years now. One of the things that people talk about, though I don't have time to do this kind of stuff. Well, two or three days a week, the meals that I make are two night meals. We're having leftovers tonight. And guess what? We're gonna fight over it. <laughs> <laughs> it's always better now, the next day. That's always a, the excuse. There's plenty of excuses. I can do whatever I want today because I know it comes up a time it's already there I think putting yourself in bad situations and having the wrong things in front of you can be bad things that you can pick at at parties work wherever bowls of food all of a sudden you're like oh my god what am I doing people yeah, the, the, things. The, you know we've probably got an artillery of 14 or 15 different meals and some of them we have every single week which is okay but then with timing of what we are doing or is Lisa working or not working or are we going somewhere? And we know all this stuff in advance, so we're never really caught, mm -hmm. you know, caught shorthanded. We have tofu in the refrigerator. We've got cans of beans. Uh, We've got heads of lettuce. I've now got my prebiotics cooking away. Yeah. Oh, nice. In the fridge, yeah. Cabbage. Red cabbage and onions. Can't wait. Week from Monday. <laughs> oh, I'm excited too. Yep. The recurring theme here that I've noticed is that this isn't a big deal, which a lot of people think that it is. It's just the foods that you're eating are very basic. And just like every other household does, you eat the same 14 or 15 meals, just like in a standard American house. When we were a standard American family, we would have chicken and rice, or we'd have ziti and meatballs. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. It's just that we've replaced it with other meals. All right. The next question is about food and a little bit about exercise. So Suze says, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have a cat named Susie. Who does the cooking? Well, even when I worked, you know, when I if I took a had a day off or on the weekends, I always cooked because I, I I like to cook. I do it and I like doing it. And it's funny, everything with me, as you know, is on the timer. Fifteen minutes this, ten minutes that. That's and it just keeps me. Tim's numbers mindset. It mm -hmm. just keeps me. Um, That's where you do it. I always say you've come in at the end of the movie. So all those years before, I was the primary. Oh, the ir that's what I was going to say. That, fact, we're eating that, uh, that other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard you complain. On, on Thanksgiving, when mom made everything, dad, you were like, cook for the first time in 25 years. <laughs> yeah. You're exhausted. Please. <laughs> mom cooked for us all through 
growing up. It was until Dad moved into retirement. <laughs> well, if you wanted to wait till 7.30 at night when I got home. <laughs> what are each of your favorite meals? I feel like I could guess. I really look forward to veggie burgers. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I love veggie burgers and fries. Tofu ginger, eggplant. Mm. Um, that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Mexi is great. Yeah. 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 See, yeah. Mexi. See me, Mexi yeah. number one. Yeah. And Dad makes the soup on the weekends that I work. Mexican stew. Yeah. It's oh, not your, that's not your not your favorite. Yeah. yeah but Mom I'm... likes like like nice big throwing the rice and the hummus in there. Yeah. It's like right up your alley. Yeah. Yeah. Great winter thing to come home to from work. Dad, Mexi. Mexi. I'd say Mexi number one. And yeah. again, I pretty much have it every other weekend. Yeah. You know, it's funny because our, our niece, who had, they have it every Tuesday. Who? Taco Tuesday. Victoria. Victoria. Uh, oh, they really? Taco Tuesday, but we do it every other weekend for two nights. And we had to strategically do it because we have it two nights in a row. Once in a while, it might be Friday, Sunday, if something's going on on Saturday. Ironically, something was going on on Saturday, and that's what we <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going on. Um, so what did you have this past Friday night? Lisa, actually, oh, the, yeah. yeah, for the second time in 2021. Whoa! <laughs> wow. <laughs> And it was it was like a beef stew without the beef. Oh, the beefless stew. It was um yeah that mushroom bourguignon. Yeah. Yeah. And it was good. It was and good. I had two bowls of. I did some history research, and the term creature of habit was not invented until January eighteenth, nineteen fifty eight. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Because they said here we got a guy, we got we got a person, we can attach this to. He is the good biggest habits. creature of yeah. habit. It's. Amazing. And they're all good habits now. All the yeah. bad habits are gone. You give me a, a day of the week and a time of day, and I can tell you what he's yeah. doing. They are so regimented with what's eaten on each day. And we talk about that in a separate video that I'll link below. That I said, wait a minute, what did you have on Friday if you didn't have Mexi on Friday? Because it's that planned out. What salad dressings do you use? Do you make your own? Do you have recipes? You have a funny story about that. Uh, yes. And I think we talked about that before, yeah. but we have a we have a convert. Yeah. I buy balsamic vinegar in a container. It's about a third balsamic vinegar, almost two thirds water, a little bit of liquid aminos, and a little bit of Goya hot sauce, and that's it. Before that, I was using the Whole Foods oil free mm -hmm. that's in the produce section. The sesame ginger. But I can't find that anymore. But the fig balsamic. Oh yeah. And I ran out one night. There's nothing else to have. So I had what um, dad makes. I'm like, God, this is really good. It's good. So and I it's use it all the time now. It's something you, we, we don't tire of it. It doesn't yeah, bowl, it doesn't bowl us over. And I don't know if you've ever done any research on vinegar or not. I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm convinced that vinegar is something that's very good for you. So the answer is yeah, we do. And, and we have a keeper. Yeah. This is just a comment from Sarah. She said, I really loved hearing your dad talk about what they ate each day of the week. It gave me some great ideas for meal planning and recipes. Come on over. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do when you're really craving a non-compliant food? Personally, I first do the question and answer that Emily taught me. And then I have stuff prepared in the fridge. I go for that first. Yeah. There really is nothing yeah. in our cabinet other than maybe some peanut butter and crackers is about as bad as you're going to get. Yeah. Look for something compliant instead. Mm -hmm. Replace, don't restrict. Yeah. Right. It's nice when Ty comes home with bags of oranges or apples. If you have people in your house that don't eat this way, put it in cabinets. Put it in cabinets that you can't reach. Put it away. If it's right out on the table, you're going to eat it. And studies Definitely. show that the average BMI in households where they have a fruit bowl on the center island in the kitchen or in the dining room is lower. 
So if you put the fruit out, mm -hmm. you're gonna weigh less That's on right. average. Right. What are each of your workout routines? Mm -hmm. I do meditation in the morning, and then yoga, and then I walk. I'm seasonally based. Golf season is now over during golf season. My goal is to play golf every morning early, say. And he means early. 6.30 or so, our course opens. We're, we're, when the sun is up, you can play. And then depending upon the day, and I'll tell a funny story, I will either go from the golf course to the, to the local Y to either swim or work out. And I do take Sundays off. And when I work on Tuesdays, it's a little tricky to do either. But one day over the summer after golfing, I changed into my workout clothes and went directly to the Y and had a funny feeling when I was pulling out of the Y and reached behind me in my truck and my golf clubs weren't in the back of my truck because I was in a hurry to change to get to the Y, left my golf clubs in the parking lot of the golf course, went back sheepishly, and of course the guys had take them, put them in the shed, and when I went to the third hole and needed to hit my nine iron, found out that I had not only left my clubs in the, in the parking lot of the golf course, I backed over them oh. on the way up. <laughs> so it cost me 66 bucks for backing over my clubs to get a new shaft on my nine iron. My game went downhill from there. How much cheating happens with non-vegan foods? Mm. If there's cheating involved with me, it's because I'm not home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. at home, it's, yeah. it's just not there. It's not there, yeah. And I don't consider it cheating. I think that's a, you know, that's an emotionally yeah. charged word. Yeah, I ask true. people to eat with intention, not compulsion. And it sounds like you, I know that you guys only eat these foods with intention when mm -hmm. you feel as though it's appropriate. Right. Social situations is the next topic. Mm -hmm. Woo!